Hello and thanks for joining us on another edition of the Through the Turnstiles podcast. This week it's finally here, the opening day of the season for the Championship League 1 and League 2 in Scotland. So in this episode, I take the opportunity to go through the opening day fixtures, pick out key ones that we're looking forward to or that, that have kind of piqued our interest for a variety of reasons. As usual, joined by Moz and James, who um, have already been to some games this season, <clears throat> excuse me, as part of their roles for uh, scouts, for players in opposition, for kind of clubs in Scotland. So you guys have seen some football already, which um, you must feel very fortunate to have done. Yeah, it's good to be back in about the stadiums, um, seeing some live football. So um, if, for those of you that have uh, watched one of our episodes before, what happens is one of the guys will pull a question from the Bob Ag, uh, which is a teaser that they'll pose to the other two who have got the next kind of 30, 35 minutes to try and answer the question. Like I always say, this is the first time we're hearing it, so the panic is real. And feel free to please play along at home if you're uh, watching or listening. So this week, uh, Mars, I think the question is coming from you. Yeah, <clears throat> I've decided to uh, take a suggestion um, that was tweeted to us by one of our listeners, Callum Forbes. Um, he's tweeted, great listen, guys. Um, potential ball bag question, a 1-11 to of players that have played in Scottish football um, who, have ha- who have a famous dad. So, um, in other words, uh, a footballing dad. So, I was going to say, was that a prerequisite for fame? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but So, it's anyone who has played uh, at any point in Scottish football who has a famous dad. So, I thought that was a great suggestion from Callum. Yeah, just on that, actually, before we, I throw a name at you that's instantly popped into my head, um, you guys kind of watching or listening, if you've got any ball bag questions that you want to, to post to us, you can just follow us on Twitter at Turnstiles The. And if you don't want the guys to see it, what you can do is DM us it. And the first one that will answer the DM will take the question, delete it, and that way there'll be no kind of cheating or anything like that. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you could also like and subscribe to the channel, that would uh, greatly help us as well and be much, much appreciated. So... Um, like I said, it's finally here, the start of the season for, for the Championship in Scotland, as well as League 1 or League 2. It all kicks off on Friday night, so it'd be remiss of us not to have a wee look at um, Dundee against Hearts. Both teams come into it in good form. Dundee um, got a win at the weekend, and obviously they got that slightly kind of fortunate 3-0 kind of forfeit victory. Hearts come into it off the back of three wins in the Betfred as well, albeit not the most convincing, but uh, I suppose, James, three wins is three wins. We'll take that any day of the week. I absolutely a good way to start for Hearts, um, which are a team that we've we've tipped to do quite well in the championship, and it's I think we said at the time it was never going to be a stroll for them at that level, but I think their their Betfred's shown that they can when they turn it on they can turn it on, and I think what a way to start against one of their I think you'd pitch them to be first or top of the table Dundee yeah Dundee so, yeah it's a massive game against one of their their biggest rivals in that division I think that's a, a great way to kick off. Yeah, I think from what I saw as well, I think Robbie Nielsen knows kind of how important Friday night is as well because from looking at the team that played against Race Rovers, I think personally there's maybe only three of that team will possibly get into the starting eleven for Friday night. So he made a raft of changes, even in goals um, for that game was clearly with an eye on Friday night. Yeah, and you often you often hear people say that like that first opening game of the season isn't going to define the whole season, but I always think. It could influence it. Um, it's three points, it's three points. And th- those two are definitely going to be slugging out the top of that table, um, we think. So I think um, it's straight in for those two teams. They really need to set a marker out. 
I think just looking at the, the, the potential starting 11, you know, for me, it kind of excites me. It's almost a, a premiership kind of level of game. If you look at Hearts, they're probably going to kind of go with Craig Gordon and goals. They've kind of been playing with 4 2 3 1 so far. So if you look at it, Michael Smith played internationally for Northern Ireland. So I don't know if he'll start, but it'll be him or Jamie Brandon, Popescu, Halkett, Kingsley, Middle Park, probably Lee and Irvin, maybe. And then uh, White and up front, obviously off the back is Hattrick the other night, Walker, Naismith. And then they've got options in behind as well with Ginnelly, Roberts, Elliot Freer, so an abundance of talent there. Looking at Dundee, they, I think they've kind of been shaping up our back three. Um, so in the middle of the park, you're looking at Adam, Dorans, um, young Robertson in there, uh, Byrne, and then up top, obviously McGowan, uh, Mullen. Uh, so good players kind of across the pitch. For me, it's a massive game. Like I say, it's almost Premiership level, James. I think we're maybe, or I certainly, I was maybe a wee bit harsh about Charlie Adam and teams letting Dundee play, but I think this is a time for both teams to go out and show what they're all about because they both made some big signings. They've both got some good players going. Uh, I did catch some of the highlights, and to be fair, Charlie Adams sprayed a great ball out to set up set up a goal. Um, but I think more than just the football and show, we'll be able to see the level that Hearts want to be at with them starting their pre-season ahead of everyone else and then being panceled out and then back and them feeling like they could be the division above and being hard done by. If they go out and don't put on a good performance, I think everyone else in the league will be looking at them going, well, actually they're not everyone we thought they were going to be. So maybe there's a wee, a wee spot that we could do some damage to them. So I think the, the, the actual football and show on Friday is going to be really good. But like was said, I think it is actually going to be a season definer for both the teams. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, those ones, isn't it, where it's, it's disappointing the fans aren't allowed because um, both those grounds, you know, Dens and Tynecastle were, you know, underneath the lights, uh, you know, and hopefully by the time kind of reverse fixture comes around, we can kind of get the fans in, but it would have been a great occasion once for everybody, wouldn't it? So it's, it's on the television, probably would have been a high chance, to, you know, almost capacity. So it's a shame that the fans can't be in, but um, I suppose it is what it is. Um, who, who do you think will win it, Must What's your? I'm not going to ask you for a score prediction. What, what's, what do you think? Result? Um, I can't call it. I, I would. I hate to sit in the fence, but it's. I think a draw, um, because I think um, both teams. Would both, both teams, teams be happy with it? Um, I think so because they want to get that out of the way and they want to. They've not lost any ground in each other, and then they kick on and start to build momentum against the other teams. I, I think. I think secretly they. Both teams would probably take that. They'll both be a wee bit edgy, um, and that would be a kind of jet, get out of jail free card for for both teams. I think. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I, I think both opinion. of them which could end up being, like you say, a draw, but it could just be quite a t- quite a tight affair. But I think as soon as that first goal comes in, I think it'll be unlikely to see a one-one. So I think if it's a draw, it'll be it'll be a nil-nil. But after that, I think when a goal goes in. Folk will be chasing, folk will be trying to play, and, and it could get quite um, quite a bit tasty, I think. So, we'll put you on the spot, James, because we're going to come back to these predictions next week. What, what, who do you fancy? I think, like I said in the, the Championship uh, preview, I think Hearts have got enough about them that they can win games. So, for me, it is Hearts, but I also am sort of backing what Muzza said, because I think people like us and people like the fans will build it build up to be almost like a big derby. It'll be bigger than it is. But I think the players, the managers will just want to come out, do well. But I think in doing well, Hearts will, Hearts will sneak it. 
I fancy Dundee, so at least two of us will be wrong next week. Um, when we were kind of browsing the, or when, when individually we were browsing the championship fixtures, um, what game stood out for you, Mas? Um I like the look of Wraith against Arbroath. Um, they, head-to-head wise, they played each other a lot, um, uh, both when they were both in League One, when Arbroath won the season that league. And um, the last five games, uh, there's actually been three draws and a win apiece. Um, and I think that it, it, I was talk, I've tipped Wraith for a, a surprise sneak <laughs> into the into the yeah. top four, um, and I think the way they the way they play will lend um, lend itself to uh, to kind of like it'll, it'll really really kind of like put a lot of teams under the cosh in that championship. They're going to catch a lot of teams by surprise. Um, they were against Hearts. They looked like they were lining up with the back three: uh, Davidson, mm-hmm. Mendy, and Benedictus, um, allowing McDonald and Tomley to get like right up into the opposition half, which is how McLean likes uh, his fullbacks to play. And I think it looks like uh, that neat little diamond uh, with Tate, Spencer, Matthews, Henry, um, really like intricate players. Um, got each each got a bit of kind of everything really. Um, with um, the boy Duku up front, who actually scored against Hearts, um, so I could see them deploying that again. However, I think they took off Mendy in the second half, put Ethan Ross on, mm-hmm. and I think they've switched to four at the back. McGlynn liked to play around with the three and four at the back, um, so it's, it's, I found it always quite hard to predict how he was going to line Wraith up. Um, so I'm not going to stick my neck out and predict the lineup against our both, but I do think. Um, our both still look like they're lining up that four four two that Dick Campbell likes to play. That's what I was um, going to say. Is, is our both the kryptonite for Wraith? Will they go there with that, those kind of two banks of and try and stop Wraith playing? The Wraith maybe are Wraith maybe suited to more a team that's going to come out and maybe play, try and play football. I I think our both are maybe slightly more stodgy. So is that going to be more of an issue for Wraith? Do you think? I think teams who sit in. Um, I think sitting in is the wrong way to play against Wraith because they get they play, they have such a high line. Um, mm-hmm. Sitting in and countering, yes, because you can leave, um, if they play the, just the two at the back, you can leave Davidson and Benedictus really exposed. And we've talked about the, the, the lack of pace they, they, they have. Um, but Arbroath, um, they, they, they used to play a long ball in the, in the league, very effective. They used to play high balls up to Doris, back to front. Doris would just plant himself. Guys would play off them, like Bobby Lynn playing off them. Not many better than Doris at planting themselves. Aye, well... Um, I think they'll they brought a pro, almost like uh, the a duplicate. Doris <laughs> Mark II, uh, Dale Hilson, who's not, I don't think he's quite as aerial. Well, he, he gives it 100% and, and he's doing it every time I've seen Dale Hilson. I don't know if he's like your kind of target man kind of striker. He's more kind of like, he's more of a kind of defensive striker, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, if, they, if, they, if they're just going to shell it, I think that'll just be like, they used a, a famous cliche, football cliche, it'll be meat and drink to Benedictus and Davidson. So it'll be interesting to see how our both approach it. Um, but for, for that reason, I predicted a Wraith win because I think Wraith, uh, they've got Lewis Vaughan back. I, I just think... I saw he came play, I, It's good to see him back, isn't it? Yeah, aye. He's like um, one of those guys I've seen, I've seen plays one. He's just given it almost like a free license. He'll just, um, he's got a free role just running, just pulling defenders all over the place. Um, 
across the across the front of the park, just causing mayhem whenever I've seen him play, basically. So I think I think Wraith were going to come spring out the traps. Okay, they they were fairly well beaten by by Hearts. Um, they got a solid win against East Fife. Um, I just I think with that midfield four, they're so di- they're a really dynamic team. Um, you, you, yeah, you worry about the back, but I don't know if um, are both are really going to have the pace to kind of take advantage of that flips at the back. So I predict a, a two-one win for Rafe, to be specific. It's very thorough. There's not much I can add to that, but um, <clears throat> I'm not a huge lover of the Rafe defensive shape as we've kind of touched on. So. To contradict you, I'm going to go for an Arbroath one. I fancy them to nick it. Just to know how the experience opening day of the season, um, Wraith might kind of be a bit gung-ho, especially at home, trying to win, albeit with no supporters. Um, but I fancy Arbroath there. James, what are you saying? I think Muzz has made a bit of compelling arguments for both sides, but I'm, I'm not as convinced that Wraith are going to do as well this season as other folk might. Um, it does worry in general about them. and I, I see it... Uh, Aye, give me our broth or draw. Oh, what? Mm, our broth. Okay, Doki. And what game for you springs to mind as a as a, a good one to kind of keep an eye on at the weekend? I was I was having a look, and I like, and I'm, I can't really tell you why. Air Queen of the South. Um, I just think that's going to be a fixture to to keep an eye on, just partly because of the the Betfred results, and partly because of how we'd. Sort of predicted them to go in the in the league. Um, league wise, we'd all sort of said the air should be doing quite well, but I think they're more of a more than yearly men than anything else. Uh, I'd want to say because for me, it's it's just Spud's luck that they've got a championship they could be winning, but they've also now got Hearts in it, and they've also now got Dundee in it, and they just keep going and just keep going and just keep going, and you kind of keep that level up all the time. So I'm interested to see if they do continue just to push on at that level and be there or there about and who knows what will happen with the playoffs, who knows what will happen with games coming and going and having seen a few 3 nils or forfeits already this season, a couple of results here or there for there could see them progress or could actually similarly see them move away from that position they want to be in. So I think it'll give, this will give them a good chance to show what they're about because, again, I'm not as back in Queen of the South to do as badly as everyone else. So I think it'll be a good game for Air to come in, have a wee bash, and I think Queen of the South will make it tasty enough that Air, will, Air might toil a wee bit. I do worry, though, sorry, for Queen of the South, just looking at their Betfred results, it's just draws, um, which tells me they're, they're lacking some finishers, perhaps, but also they're maybe a bit resolute at the back. And I, um, I've seen a fair bit of Queen of the South through various means, but having gone to see them scout-wise, but then also having seen them as a fan. A few seasons ago, my club, I think played them four times or so in the league and then an extra once or twice in the cup. So they're a team I know a fair bit about, but they've had their ups and downs. Um, and I'm, I think just now they're, they're on the trajectory back up. So resolute, like I say, but for them, they can't afford to slip up. I think they'll give it a game. Uh, I do think Air are going to come out of it as a winner because I think they've got the ability to break down sort of the sludge that you can get at Queen of the South. But um, I just think it'll be a good game. I think there'll be some football on show. There'll be some heavy tackles. There'll be some resolute defending, some good finishing. Yeah, I think it's just going to be not a, a headline or a 
a table topper, but I think it'll be a, a game to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting, isn't it? Because, like you say, um, Queen's Park, uh, sorry, Queen of South, a couple of draws so far in the Betfred air, obviously losing to uh, Hamilton, but getting a couple of other results. Um, whenever I saw air last year, two of the kind of key players were Stephen Bell, who's left, obviously, and he's gone to East Kilbride, and then Mark Kerr, the manager, but I think he's trying to take a step back. Um, obviously, losing Forrest as well. Um, but they, they've, they seem to have replaced quite well. And I think from, I know a couple of people that were at the Hamilton game, uh, Hamilton Air on Saturday, and, and they had chances um, from, from from speaking to them. So I like Air. Uh, I don't like Queen of the South. So for me, it's an Air one. Uh, Mars, what are you saying? The Air Hamilton situation is are two teams that could be playing each other. And Air would like to think that we're, we're better than Hamilton. And Hamilton would obviously like to think they're better than Air. But Top of the championship, bottom of the premiership, they can't be that far apart. So, like you say, I think they gave it a whack. But, yeah, I think, um, just I think levels have, have separated them a wee bit. Yeah, you answered that about moving your lips, my as well done. Um, what, what are you saying about the game? No, I, I, I can't add much more than, than um, James has, has, has said. So, I'm going for a narrow air win. But I don't think Queen's will be any mugs this season. No, I, th- I think you're right. Um any, so, um, we've got a bit of radio silence in the, in the ball bag so far. Yeah, that's intentional. Uh, no, I've got uh, Cal- Callum Hendry as a striker, obviously son of Colin. And I'm looking at my sheet as if to read another name off it, but I don't actually have one yet. So, James? I've got two. One of them I'm, I'm happy with. One of them I think might need a, a review. Uh, Lewis Ferguson, I'll go with my, my set now. Sam, yeah. Are we taking Julie Fleet in? Who has, you've said a player who has played Scottish football. Yep, then sure how can, can come straight in there, yep. Just when I'm trying to line myself up in a potential living. Who did her dad play for? Her dad's Jim Fleeton. He was yeah. Kermanic manager and stuff, and I'm sure he did play. Did he play, actually? That's, I knew her dad was involved in football, but when you've asked who he played for, my mind's gone. Um, Colin Stewart, son of Jim Stewart, the goalie coach. I'm sure Jim Stewart played in. He's like the Scotland goalie coach, Rangers goalie coach. I think he might even be at Kilmarnock just now. Colin Stewart and goals, are we getting that? Talking of Scotland, I've got another one in there that I can't confirm, but Andrew Constantine's feather, I read in the BBC, kicked the ball twice or so, I think. So if we're we're talking players here. We're great in the barrel here when you when you realise some of the, the potential players we could have here. But Considine, I will place in. I'll pencil him in. Uh, as, I, feel, I feel like a few of these players could be. As we move on, um, I'll check VR live um, and get back to us as we as we move on. Um, just before we move on to League One, um, so a good few games there that, that kind of caught the eye. Just to round off the championship, uh, the other two games are Morton obviously play Aloha, um, which I think could go a long way to kind of dictating which uh, which way those seasons are going to go. And again, in another good game, there's so many good games. Any of the five we could have kind of previewed in details. Dunfermline against Inverness. We've both we both we all had Dunfermline and Cali Thistle kind of in and or around the playoffs. Um, and obviously Aloha played well in their Betfred games so far. Um, beat Airdrie, uh, beat Edinburgh City and were unlucky by all accounts in the first half 
uh, not to be further ahead against Livingston. So for me, um, I'm going to take a draw in both of those games. Uh, Maz Morton, Alwa, Dunfilman, Inverness, and a word. What's your an award each game? What's your prediction? Um, it defies what I've predicted about Alloa, but I'm going for a, a sneaky Alloa away win because I think they've made a decent account of themselves uh, so far in the Betfred. Although you, no, no team really has been able to build up form, if you want to call it form, so you can't judge too much from that. Um, and I think Dunfermline and Vaness, that's one of those ones that where if you're having a Saturday coupon, both teams are like same odds, six to four. I find that hard to call. I'll go for a, a, a draw, something like a two each draw. I think there'll be goals in that. James, in a word? Uh, more than a word, I feel, I feel like the Aloha game could be a good one. I um, watched a wee bit of the highlights for Aloha and they were, they're trying to play some good expansive football. They're trying to build up to the back, they're trying to play out. Um, and I worry that <clears throat> if they lose the first couple of games, that's going to go. Uh, and I think if they're bottom of the table or they're down there sort of lingering, they might just go like, well, 4 4 2, or just go shut up, show up hard to beat. And you don't want to lose a team that are trying to play like that and trying to play some actual football in the championship just for fear of, of getting relegated. So I don't know who I'll back in that one. Um, but like I say, I hope that Alloa continue to play like they started. Um, well, we need a prediction. So who are you having? I'll throw. I'll go Alwa. Why not? Just hope for the best. Eh? And I can yeah. confirm that Julie Fleeton's dad played football, and so did Colin Stewart. So we've got Colin Stewart in goals, and we'll have Julie Fleeton as well joining Callum Hendry up front. Maybe. Um, and Maz tells us at the end that we've missed some absolute shockers. James Dunfermline and Vanessa, who are you? Uh, Dunfermline, I think for me. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, that's fine, and that kind of rounds up the championship. So moving into League One, um, James, what game? What game you fancy in there? I'm quite looking forward to Montrose Falkirk for this one. Um, Montrose have started well, I think, in the Betfred. They've not they've not stormed it, but I think they've done well considering who they were playing and sort of the league seasons maybe come a bit soon for them. But I think they're um, they're kicking off against counties set a few folk to be quite excited by them, but I don't know if that's just speaking more how, how bad County were or are at that point. Um, but I thought that the Montrose winners thought talking about that league were always going to be in that sort of middle pack. Um, on their day, I think they might be able to rein in a few breakaways. I think Falkirk will be in that breakaway uh, section, but I think if Montrose do well, they'll be able to rein some of those teams back in. I don't think they'll make it into the playoffs, but for me, they're the sort of, they're the banana skin. As to be fair, are a few folk in that middle pack, but but similarly, if they do do anything, Falkirk will want to avoid that. Um, I'm not a huge lover of Falkirk to be honest, but I think I'm I'm turning more onto them just now, just because I think we're getting a fresh look at Falkirk with the management having a bit more time. They're getting rid of all the the dross that they managed to dredge up for England and hope that the young boys wouldn't kick on. Just streamlined a wee bit the management, Lee Miller and that have embedded their ideas and. I just think that they'll they'll do well this this uh, season, Falkirk. But again, it's another one to watch. Just for a team putting a stake down and saying, this is what we're going to do. So you can tell I'm not picking games where you're going to have a, a clear winner. I think they're going to be these nipped-up games, and I think these are the ones that set the precedent for the rest of the season. Because if you can get away with beating Montrose, 
you'll do well against the, the lower table in that middle pack. And if Montrose do well at beating Falkirk, that'll set on a couple of other teams thinking actually they're, they're no fools. Like Montrose have got a bit about them. So I think it's a momentum builder for them both. I don't think though, like we'd said with Hearts, Dundee, that it's, it's a matter of not losing. I think they'll both go out and try and win because I think it is that important for both of them. Falkirk fans especially, if they lose this opening game, will be right on the back of the club again. So yeah. I think it's a massive game. Do you think Falkirk will win? Yeah, I do. Um, I think it's hard to get out of that. The rut that Montrose might be in coming off the back of the bet, Fred. But they've, they've got nothing to lose. So I think for them, it'll be a, a have a whack in goals 2-1 maybe for Falkirk. I think we'll see, see a bit of scoring happening. I can confirm Considine's dad, Doug. Considine played for Aberdeen and Dunfermline, so we'll take Andy Considine and we'll take Hadji as well, please. Certainly. Difficult place go. to go. Does Hadji need to be playing the Scottish football, not? Or yes? Doesn't don't have to be currently, but at some point the 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 player has to have played in Scottish football. The that doesn't does. have to. So can we have the Airdrie legend as Thomas Robert, please? Excellent show. Excellent. Um, Montrose, tricky place to go, Maz, for Falkirk. Yeah, 100%. You, you, you know they're going to be sticky. Um, like James said, get, getting away from Montrose with three points uh, is a real job well done in, in that league. And will Falkirk do it? I think they'll do it narrowly, yeah. But um, I, f- I find it very difficult to, to back against Montrose at home. Um, I'm with you, I think a narrow, narrow Falkirk one. Um, for me, my game uh, that I like the look of is Cove at home to East Fife. I think it'll be interesting to see where Cove are in terms of are they ready for a tilt at playoffs or are they, are they more looking to maybe just stay up. Um, East Fife, we spoke about them, didn't we, in the preview, so in the kind of extra time episode. So if you're an East Fife fan, go and check that out. Um, a solid League One outfit. They don't have any real weaknesses. A good spine, good experience through the team, and it's a real test for Cove. Um, obviously, they were unlucky against Hibs Cove, um, and then obviously they drew uh, their other game to each. Rory McAllister off the mark for them. Um, so for me, it's a real test of Cove's credentials. Are they ready for League One? Because like I say, East Fife are no mugs are a, a solid outfit. And also East Fife, it's a test of their credentials. Can they really, is this the season they put a mark on it and really press for the for the players, what a game. Like, who'd have thought that we'd be saying Cove Rangers is five? What a game. But there's so many dimensions to it for me, so many things to look out for. Um, I think he's five. Sorry. So I think we had a Cove doing all right in the playoffs. So if, if you if you think, well, actually, Cove might, might not be doing that as well, Jinkies Fife, Montrose would be filling that that playoff space. Jinkies Fife have got enough to go in. and Yeah, if, if Cove don't, my top four was Partick Falkirk. Airdrie has kind of cast iron there in the playoffs. I then had Cove, Cove fourth, and if it's not going to be Cove for me, it's East Fife, so it's a massive game. Uh, I know you like East Fife as well, Mars. Yeah, um, and like you say, I've, I've got Cove to, to third, but I think if, if they're not up there, um, East Fife are going to be knocking on the door along with Montrose, without a doubt. Um, good, uh, quite an expansive team. So are, so are Cove by all accounts, so um, it's a real way to set down a marker um, and I think Cove will learn a lot from that game and do you think who do you think will win it um, I, th- I think Cove will win it yeah yeah, yeah so. I think Cove will get off to a 
start. Especially they seem to have a, an excellent home record, and I don't think I don't think anything's going to rap, uh, rap, uh, sort of rapidly change for them. I think mm-hmm. they're going to carry on moving up. I think we're going to be remain sticky to be at home. Um, yeah, I see a cove win. James. Um, yeah, back that as well. Pretty much nothing else to add to that. Cove. And what what are you seeing in League One as being interesting, man? Um, I've picked out Clyde Partick. Um, I think it's going to be goalsy. Um, Clyde uh, Danny Lennon doesn't seem to have to have deviated from his sort of four five one four three three. However, you want to perceive it. Um, Defence still remains a wee worry for me um, and I think the reason I think it's going to be goalsy is because um, Partick, well Clyde have got the firepower and, and Goodwillie, we all know that, um, but they've, they've also got um, a bit of a, a leaky defence um, and it, Lennon doesn't quite seem to have addressed that. Um, he's brought in Shields from from Rangers who who played uh, the last cup game was it against Dumbarton mm-hmm. uh, and in at left back so so obviously he's come from Rangers bit of pedigree but young you know and he's still got Romsby and Lang in there I, I do like Tom Lang Romsby uh, whenever I've seen him um, looks the weaker of the of the centre halves mm-hmm. um, I feel yeah. he, he sometimes gets pulled out and leaves a lot of space in behind him um, so I think with Parrick's firepower um, you've got Graham, you've got um, Rudden, Kudaisa, and yeah. it'll come in behind them. Um, th- those three I just mentioned didn't even start um, in that cup game. Lions um, as well didn't start, did they? So. Lions, of course, yeah. So I just think, I think Clyde will make a good account themselves. Um, but I think that the Partick will just quite simply outscore them. Um, yeah, it's Partick all day for me. I can't see them. Um, slipping up in that game they'll want to set a marker they're still kind of fueled by that injustice or perceived injustice from last season won't they so Ian McCall as well will have them kind of chomping at the bit to go out there and, and kind of lay down a marker so like you say the squad depth is, is incredible for that level so yeah for me it's a it's a, a perfect win uh, James? Yeah I think there'll be a few celebratory tubs of hummus cracked uh, down Partick way at the weekend, I think it'll be a great way to kick off their season. Um, Clyde, no rollover, but at the same time, I think Partick will just, just go do the job up the road. Job and two other games in that league as well, Maz, obviously on Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Airdrie Peterhead, um, that's going to be uh, important for Airdrie to get off to a good start um, from their perspective. Peterhead, Looking to build on some some uh, great results against Dundee United, yeah. Of course, I. It just shows you that these teams aren't gonna aren't gonna roll over. Yeah, definitely. sorry, Jim. I was just gonna say the other game might be the only dead rubber in that that league. For for Dumbarton could just be a bit of, just a bit of to see what happens and twenty two boys running about after seven months of not. So adventure, yeah, isn't it? Um, yeah, that game will be played. Yeah, so um, moving on to League Two then. Um, I think the big game of the day there. Uh, Mars, I think you fancy that one, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I picked that out. Um, conscious of time, so I'll, I'll just skirt over it. Um, but I do think that um, it's going to be 
the clash of the, the, the what we think are going to be the, the top two teams. Um, again, kind of like similar to uh, Dundee Hearts, um, these two teams are going to get, want to get right out of the blocks. Queen's Pirate fans might be a wee bit worried. They've not they've not scored yet in the in the League Cup. They've been a wee bit uh, a wee bit kind of flat. Um, I, I watched them against Airdrie in a friendly, um, and they were playing a very Raymond kind of way. The way they kind of they had Falkirk, he had Falkirk set up. Um, he's got a lot of a lot of firepower there as well. So it's a matter of time before they start they start scoring. Um, they've got a good record against Sterling Albion. Last four games head to head, two wins, two draws. Um, Sterling Albion. Um, again, they've just I, I feel sorry for the manager because he's got so many good players to try and uh, fit into that starting mm-hmm. eleven. Uh, but it's a it's a good headache he's going to want. Only worry is for them that uh, Benny is suspended and Blair Curry is out injured. So they've got a young goalkeeper, Callum Law, nineteen yeah. year old, ready to step in. Now you might look at that. It's one of those things you might text your pals and say, "Oh, get your money on Queens Park." Sterling have lost two goalkeepers, um, but it, it never turns out that way. You know, there's there's every reason that that boy can come in and have a really good game. He's got a good defence in front of him. A back three they've been exp- um, playing, I think, with in the cup: McLean, uh, Banner, and McGregor. Um, so he's got a solid. I was going to say that the, the, the shape's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because obviously Albion, like you say, they've, they've kind of been playing a three, Craney at left wing back. He can easily kind of drop to left back and then you've got McLean, you probably back McLean or Banner, easily going to do a job at right back. Queen's yeah. Park kind of been mixing up that 4-2-3-1, 4-4-2. So it's going to be a tactical battle, I think, that one as well as uh, kind of decided by the players. I think the management and their shape and the preparation will, will play a big part in that one. For me, it's a very, very good game. We were talking about Dundee Hearts maybe being a Premiership quality game. For me, this this could easily be a League One game, easily with it, with this kind of standard the players on show. Um, who do you, who do you fancy in it? I've actually gone for a bit of a. I think I think I agree with you. The, the fact that it's going to be such a ta- tactical battle might stifle the game a wee bit. I've gone for a one-one. Yeah, I've had, I've had a draw as well, to be honest. About getting splinters on my backside from sitting on the fence here. Um, James, who are you thinking? Aye, draw as well. I think it's a, it's a chance for both teams to go out and and just play. And if, like, I just keep rattling on about the same stuff, but it will just be a chance for them to go out and say, actually, teams of our own standard and our own league, we're in it for the long haul. It's not a one-off cup game. So if it is a 1-1, then fine, I will just... Go again next week. So. so as we've said before, we'd much appreciate it if you could give us uh, a like on YouTube and subscribe. And remember to follow us on Twitter at uh, Search for By Through the Turnstiles or at Turnstiles The. Actually, I've just had a thought there. Paul Douglas played for Levy, so son of Kenneth. And I've actually also thought we're going to be duking it out in the goalkeeping position because uh, I can't believe this never came to either of our heads, James Casper Schmeichel. Oh, yeah. The great Dane Mark II. You got any more before we move on to the next League Two game? None of them set on. Um, I had a suspicion about Charlie Adam and the Grant family. The Grants. Yeah, but Charlie Adam's not played, did he not? Yeah, but it's his Which dad. We need to... not Grant Adam. That's his brother, yeah. There's, yeah, there's a, a familial connection. Charlie Adam, I'll give you, because I'm convinced he did. Yeah, but did his dad play? I think so, yes. We'll need to VAR it. We'll take both yeah, the grants. Yeah. We'll take both the grants. Grants a shout, yeah. Um, 
Can I just mention, um, a part, this is somebody that wasn't in my original 11, somebody who partnered at Grant Jr. at Clyde until very recently in the centre midfield. John Rankin? No. Famous, famous father. One half, of, one half of the Glasgow team. Ah, it's not very much of a clue, but uh, with one half of the, the Glasgow Giants. Hmm. Chris McStay? Oh. Is that son of Paul, is it? Son of Paul. I don't even know that. Um, I'm just on VAR right here. Bear with me. You better VAR oh, that as well, because you've just checked yeah. out. I'm sure it's Paul McStay's son. I can't see that Charlie Adams' dad did, so we'll come back to that as we go. James, who's your League 2 game of the day for the weekend? I have... In the, uh, I've gone Albion Rovers against Denny. Um, hesitant yeah, to bring base, basement battle, according to you. Oh, <laughs> hesitant to bring it up, because it means we're, <laughs> we're going through the fact that I think Stenny will be down the bottom of the table and you just don't. Um, if I am correct... That'll be a dogfight. Um, tip to be a dogfight. Basement battle, like you've called it. I think we all had Albion in that bottom three region anyway. If not, you having them in the playoffs. I can't really remember, but presumably, if all goes to predictions for me, that'll be a dogfight, like mentioned. But to be fair, having now seen the business that they're doing, I think Stenny are going to win this one. Um, I think across the course of the season, I still am convinced that Stenny have got enough to to be much higher up the table than that. But I think it is going to be a pace setter for both teams. Um, they've both had great starts, to be honest, in the, the Betfred, uh, a loss each, uh, and then a win on pens. But I scored in penalty game in Scottish history. I think it was, I. 15-14. Um, Stirling Albion took the next two spots as well. I think Stirling Albion have seen their fair, their fair duking out. But yeah, uh, record breakers recently Albion, so... But then they've both won against, albeit on pens, so drawn against teams that we thought were going to be higher up in that division. Um, and I think if, if I'm correct and it is a dogfight, both of them need to have won that game. Both of them need to leave that game with more than just a point apiece because we've seen it time and time again through all the leagues. If you're relegation fodder, you need to beat the teams around you. You need to progress ahead of them. You can't hope that you beat the, the best teams <clears throat> on an off chance, but if you're right, Albion Rovers will be at the bottom of the table anyway. So Stenny need to prove their metal and say, "Well, yeah, we're we're going to beat Albion Rovers." So I think it'll be a massive, a massive game for both teams, both um, battling performances as well. Stenny up and had a look, picking up bookings left and right. So they're not they're not going to go quietly in this league. They'll they'll be a a team to contend with. But I'm not overly worried about either of them going down in the league because I think Brecon are are forcing themselves um, and are just carving out that relegation spot all on their own but can I just can I just jump in and just talk about Brecon before we get your prediction because for me the, the game I'd picked was kind of uh, Brecon against Edinburgh City um, I'm just going to give you three facts about uh, Brecon and three quotes from Mark Wilson from their game against uh, Peterhead so to quote Wilson they were um, out of sorts the players didn't take responsibility and in the first half, in particular, they were awful. Three facts. They've conceded 16 goals in three games. 
he made seven changes on Tuesday night after his seven nil defeat, uh, and I think I think this is correct. It's very close, if not one hundred percent correct. Wilson's won three games in twenty six as breaking manager. So for me, they need to build confidence. They need to improve morale quickly, um, and then and and they need to do it on Saturday. They need for me something because if they get a defeat to Edinburgh City. Um, I think they're just going to spiral. I think, you know, honestly, I, I, I fear for them. Um, you know, the frightening thing is, as well, Andy, sorry to interrupt, is that that, that win ratio um, is probably not a million miles away from his last couple of predecessors as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, there's a statement away from hitting the turnstiles bingo there, Wilson, because weeks ago we'd said that and no signs of improvement since then. No, I think... I, uh, Eric a couple of seasons on the trot um, and their bet Fred Cups. And it was, it was just the same for them, just before they slipped out of the league. Like they were, they were not on a winner in any way. So I see the same happening. And then Edinburgh City had a bit of a disappointing start uh, for me in the Betfred. Obviously, they lost to Livingston, which, um, which we've touched on in the, the kind of bet Fred review. Um, that was potentially to be expected. Lost to Alloa. Good for them that Henderson scored off and running. And obviously, like you said, James, they got beaten on penalties by Stenny. Again, Henderson notched and De Vita got up and running for them. So I think Edinburgh, need, they need a wee boost as well. You know, especially, they'll be looking at Queen's uh, Park played style in Albion and thinking maybe if that's a draw and we can get a win, you know, straight away we're two points ahead. So, and they'll be looking at Breakin thinking we need to win this game. Breakin looking at it, we need to stop the rock quickly. We need to get something here. So for me, that's that's game of the day or one of um I can't see Brecon doing it. I, I fear for them. I, I've got an Edinburgh City win. Um, and I'll just kind of see what you think on that one, Mars, before we go back to the predictions for, for James's game. Yeah, I, I was at Stenismere Edinburgh City um, at the weekend and I think they looked like... I think they're two, two good teams um, and I think that they look like they're going to be uh, really up there um, for me, I, I know that defies James' point. There's every reason um, that a, a big team like Stenishmuir, relatively speaking for League Two, could tail off for, for no rhyme or reason. They could find themselves struggling. But um, and by that game I saw, um, Edinburgh actually kept them penned in for quite a long time. Looked, um, they actually missed a penalty. Danny Hanley missed a penalty yes, during the game, which um, could have seen them come away with the win. Um, but I, I think there'll be, there'll be way too much for Beacon, yeah. And obviously on that, you're obviously back in Stenny to do a job in Albion Rovers. Yeah, another. I think that'll be relatively uh, a relatively convincing win. Although Albion haven't disgraced themselves in, in the cup by any means, they've actually made a good uh, count of themselves. But I think um, I think Stenny and Edinburgh will be too much for those those two teams who I've both of which I've predicted to to be ninth and tenth. Took the words out of my mouth. They're, they're, they're my bottom two as well, um, playing against Edinburgh, who I actually tipped to finish second. Nick, nip and talk with Albion, uh, the Sterling Albion, and uh, Stenny, who I kind of push in playoffs. So for me, yeah, Stenny win, Edinburgh City win. James? Uh, against my, my previous predictions, I've got a Stenny win as well. Um, and you'll be back in Edinburgh against Breakin, I'm guessing. Yeah, aye, that goes without saying, I think. And two other games, Muzz, in that League Two that uh, to round off the kind of set of fixtures. Yeah, two, two games that look pretty even. Stephen Cowdenbeath 
um, hosting Annan. Um, we talked a lot about Annan in, in the special, and James has covered Cowdenbeath um, pretty extensively so far. I know he's kind of a fan of the way Bolin has them set up. Unlucky uh, against Hearts, by all accounts. Aye, aye. Um, and uh, as James said, um, it's very difficult to, to go to Cowdenbeath and, and get an easy easy ride. Um, I think Annan, um, we talked about the, the signings they've made. Um, I think they could they could be um, quite a quite a safe bet for kind of like mid table, possibly flirting with promotion as well if they get a run together. Um, but I just think I think those two teams are going to cancel each other out. Um, Stranar Elgin, Elgin, great result against Sterling Albion. That'll mm-hmm. I think that'll set a couple of alarm bells ringing for Sterling. Um, and Elgin, just one of those teams that don't don't really go away either. They they, they They've been there and thereabouts the last few seasons, um, quite comfortable in the middle of that table as well. Um, Stranraer, um, we know about their players they've managed to hold on to uh, and the couple they've added, um, which makes them very solid contenders. I don't think the long journey is going to be a factor in this game <laughs> at all. I think, I, think it's, you're really, I think you're really looking at a couple of draws there. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think you'll be a million miles away for me. I think it's the first time I've ever seen Craig Mango Bar out muscled from a set piece for Craig Hulkett's goal at the for Hearts, which I think he'll be disappointed with. As will Gary Bowen. I see Cowden beating Annan. Um, I fancy Cowden. Stranraer Elgin, obviously the Elgin stalwarts of uh, Cooper McCarthy, um, as well as Cameron. Um, but I've spoken about Stranraer's credentials already of what I think it'll be. So for me, that's a Stranraer one. I like them. Um, you I, worry about Cowden's depth, Andy? About what, sorry? You worry about Cowden's depth? Uh, depth? Slightly, but it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back after these Bedford games. I think the Hearts game, you know, where they took a lot, kind of took a lot out of them. Um, they also went up, remember, they drew them in Burness. No, no, and took that to penalties. But again, what's that taking out the legs ahead of the game on Saturday? So for me, Cowden, you look at the games, they've not scored, which is a concern, but beating 2-0 by East Fife, with, we, we like him, uh, East Fife, we spoke about them. 1-0 by Hearts and a 0-0 with Inverness. So although on the one hand, you can say, yeah, they've not scored. On the hand, you could say, well, they've only conceded three in three games against a League One side, a League, a championship side and a... Uh, Sorry, I'll leave one side and two championship sides. So, uh, yeah, I, I do worry a bit about the depth and worry what the, the weak fixtures might have taken out the legs, but I fancy them to beat Annan. Um, I'd imagine you will too, James, as a fully fledged member of the Gary, Gary Bowen's Barmy Army. I, uh, I do, do like Cowden. Um, and, uh, yeah, the Cowden beat Hearts game, certainly that I saw before, was always a good, a good way to kick off the season and I've enjoyed going to it. So, I was disappointed not to see see this one unfold. Um, but yeah, I think you've summed up basically what, what they'll be about. Cowden are, are there to battle with people. And I think previously they've put quite a lot into their cup games, maybe thinking, you know what, we'll not do much in the league. But I've tipped them to do quite well. So I'm hoping that they carry the form onwards into the league. Um, and yeah, I think, as was said, Elgin are, a, are a there and they're about team, whereas Stranraer will have a bigger picture. So for me, it's a Cowden Stranraer. A little double. Good. So that kind of rounds up the, the, the opening day, which, like I say, has been a, a long, long time coming. Um, we've all made our predictions. What we'll do is we'll give um, 
three points to, I'll do the maths <laughs> through the week. Each correct result will give ourselves three points and we'll see who's top of the leaderboard come uh, next week. So I'd say that, that sums up uh, the kind of championship down, I think. This weekend in particular, there's maybe one game in the Premiership that we should spend a few minutes <laughs> talking about. Um, Maz, what game do you think that would be? Um, the Old Farm. Well, I know it's going to be talked about and previewed to death, but my, my tuppence worth is um, that I think Rangers won't have, uh, I don't think they've had a, as good a chance really to, to take it to Celtic in a while. Um, just how how just basically how solid they've they've been of, of late, especially those big scalps in Europe, and um, maybe a ten ten years ago, thirty years ago, you wouldn't have called them scalps, but um, at the moment to to beat like Galatasaray, um, quite well is uh, shows you just just where they're at at the moment. Um, Gerard's an absolute stickler for that for that formation, the the four three three four five one again. Um, I think, I think Morelos is gonna. This is this again. Keep saying it. He needs to break that hoodoo against Celtic. Mm -hmm. Again, this is his. This is his best chance yet. You could obviously every game's his best chance yet, but just looking at how it's poised, he needs to go and, and grasp that. And I, I worry about how he started the season. Though I think he looked heavy at the start of the season. He looked really like really immobile. Um, he looked really rusty. Um. Pining for a move, wasn't it? Aye, aye. But now things, now things are kind of settled. Um, Celtic are without quite a lot of key players. Christie, on El Ahmed. I think Forrest's out as well. Edwards, obviously. Yeah. We don't know if he's going to start or not. But the good thing is for them, I think all their all their strikers are firing. You look at Ajeti, you look at Klamala, Griffiths coming on. Mm -hmm. um, he's back in the frame. How long for? We don't know, but. Um, they, know, they can call on him and he's he's got that scoring touch again we saw it at St Johnston um, to come out of the wilderness and just go notch at uh, the winner um, the back three if they are going to go with the back three slow uh, Duffy's come in um, he's not exactly injected any pace to that back line so I think I think Arfield uh, Kent Hadji whichever combination of them start around Morelos. I think maybe Hadji will, will, will start in the middle with Jack and Kamara. And you might see Arfield coming in off mm -hmm. um, the right, Kent coming in off the left. Um, I think Rangers, I, I, make them, I make them ever so slight favourites. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, you've, you've summarised it quite well there, to be fair. Uh, I, I'm going, actually, on Saturday, so quite looking forward to that. Um, for me, I think Rangers start as slight favourites, like you say. For me, there's five key areas that kind of go in Rangers' favour just now. One being the fans. It's almost a waste of an old farm game for Celtic because they're not going to have the backing. It's almost as neutral a venue as an old farm game is ever going to be, you know. Um, so, so for me, the fans, I think Rangers will be buoyed by that going into Celtic Park with no opposition fans there. I think that will help them massively. Um, injuries, you've touched on it there. Celtic, I think it's five boys through no fault of their own, unable to play on, on uh, the weekend, you know, Christy, Elhamid, Beaton, um, Edward, um, all maybe out of the game. Um, 
and that makes me worry for the back three because it, it's been in Duffy, it's been Iron, and it's been either Beaton or Elhamid. And if they're both out, Julian maybe needs to come back in. He's not played for a month. So that's him back in. Um, like you said, in that back three, that it's maybe lacking pace. Um, I think set pieces are going to be massive. You know, we say this all the time, but for me, you, Celtic's land of the Giants in there. If, if Julian plays him, Duffy, Ayer, they're all 6 free plus. Um, Rangers obviously don't concede many from set pieces usually, and Celtic can kind of be got at, I think, from dead balls. So set pieces um, will be massive. Um, options from the bench, Rangers squad looks stronger for me with those injuries that Celtic have got. And I think you, you kind of alluded to it as well, um, was the, the width, width will win it for me. Uh, that back three, like we've said, lacks pace. And if Kent can get on the outside, Arfield coming in off a side and uh, both Rangers fullbacks going. With Celtic playing that back three on a big pitch, I think Rangers can overload them down the sides. Um, so for me, all those things, things kind of edge Rangers into... Uh, into favourites for the game on Saturday, which you've not said for a while about Rangers and an old firm game, but especially at Parkhead. Um, so, looking forward to it. Um, Celtic have got a lot of boys away on international duty as well. Elianusi, I know Rangers have got a few, but not as many as Celtic. So, um, it's going to be interesting, but I make Rangers slight favourites. Uh, James? Yeah, um, I'd agree. Just in the on the, the one game situation. Um, Muzz touched on it as well when he was talking about some scalps in Europe, but I think what that's shown us is not only can Rangers beat bigger teams on a one-off, but it's the fact that it's... Um, or sorry, beat bigger teams in Europe. It's the fact that it's a one-off game in Europe now. It means they can come into the, the, the old firm game and just play that as a one-off. Because of their start to their season so far, they can almost just ignore the rest of the league because it's not like before where they're miles off it or they're chasing it. It's just take this as a one-off Everything matters, and we'll just play it and go. So I think Rangers have got that about them, that they're, they're doing well in those situations. And you've both touched on, on the players that Celtic won't have who will be out for, for various reasons, but I think the biggest loss for me is going to be if Fraser Foster's not going to be in goals. If you look at the, the second-to-last Old Firm game, I think it was he was instrumental in, in ensuring that they won it. If they didn't, didn't have him in the net, then... Um, they'd have gone. I think Rangers' chances and shots on targets were drastically miles ahead of where Celtics were. So without him, um, certainly trying to hold everything together, I think they'd be worse off a wee bit. I do think that Celtic have got potential for more goals across the whole of their team, across the whole of the pitch. I think, like you touched on Andy, their, their threat for set pieces mm -hmm. is going to be huge, but have they got the players who will be able to deliver the balls into the box for them? I'm not really sure. Um, I think it will be a good game, but yeah, I've got <clears throat> I've got Rangers to to win it. I'm not convinced that they'll have enough to see it out across the course of the season. But if we're talking about weekend fixtures, I think Rangers will come away with with a with a win. Uh, yeah, and talking of Christie, just to round off the the team of fathers of the sons, we'll put Ryan in there. That's an abundance of midfielders. I've got nobody else. James, you got anybody else? No. Nah. Well, that's been at least eleven players, surely. Not a lot of good. Any good. But. I've got you down for Casper Schmeichel. Um, honourable mention, sorry, to Colin Stewart. Honourable mention, Colin Stewart. I'll, yeah, I, I'd rather kind of brutally put a line through his name there, but I should really have put maybe like sub in right, brackets or something. Right, need them both to play. Do David um, James. 
You've got Robertson and Considine as the only defender. Is Doug Considine even a, a defender as well? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. But they're playing at the back anyway, whether they like it or not. I think Robertson was a midfield midfielder in that, um, that documentary. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ray Grant, Lewis Ferguson. We've got Peter Grant. He can play at the back, can he not? Um, is he the yeah, Queen's Grant. Park? Yeah, yeah. Are you Ray Grant's brother? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. He's in there. Um, we've got Lewis Ferguson, Ryan Christie, uh, Hadji, Robert, all being chucked into midfield. Organise yourself, lads. Charlie Adams. The Adams family. I'm not sure his dad did play. He did play. I'll, I'll make it an Uncle Fester joke. <laughs> uh, Fine. Callum Henry, Paul Dalglish. Uh, and Julie fleeting up front. So that's a sort of three four three. Yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. And where are they finishing in the SPFL? Um I think both. <laughs> on that note. Just, just on that note. Thing. Will I run you through? Will yeah, I run, run us through what you had. The proper one, yes. Yeah. Sort of um Bullseye style, here's what you could have had. Um, Niall Keown, you could have had Alex Bruce uh, and Marcus Shortoff. Uh, exactly. I was just talking about him today, so actually. I mean, with that back three, you, you might finish ninth rather than 10th. Um, uh, Yanis Hadji, we, we had Lewis Ferguson, Tom Haitley. Uh, yeah. um, it's the forward area you've really missed some sitters on. Uh, Nigel Hasselbank. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and young, young Timothy Weir. Now, oh, if you we've had a shocker, you, haven't we? I'm back up around this thing. If you I'm, took their three fathers in in their prime, what a what a front three that is. <laughs> outstanding, uh, outstanding. So on that note, uh, like we said at the start, if you've got any uh, questions from the ball bag that you want to challenge us with, um, search for us on Twitter at Turnstiles there. I need a comment or. Uh, slide in our DMs with them. You can also comment underneath this video on YouTube with uh, your question as well. If you've had a stab at um, making a team during the podcast, then let us know that one as well in case we've missed any other kind of sitters. And like we say on YouTube, um, if you could like the video and subscribe, as I've mentioned previously, that would be much appreciated. So that's all from us. We'll see how the predictions went. And that was our preview of the opening fixtures of the season. So we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.